Thanks for joining us today with another podcast from New Hope Church. We hope that you enjoy what we have for you today and find it encouraging and uplifting. If you ever want to learn more information about New Hope Church, please visit us online at myhope.life. We'd love to get to know you. Have a wonderful day and God bless. today is. Today is Pentecost Sunday. We went through the Acts series not too long ago, so those of you that heard that uh, series, This Is That, you should know that we believe in the Acts experience. And what was poured out on the day of Pentecost is what we're celebrating today, the day of Pentecost. It's the birthday of the church. We should be excited, celebrating, because he sent that promise. He sent that comforter. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel crazy today. I don't know if you can feel that, but I feel excited, ecstatic, about what God is doing. I am I am exciting excited to see what God is going to do in this city, in this church, in our hearts, in our lives because I know that he has something in store. There's something on the inside of me that says there's going to be a revival, an outpouring of his spirit just like on the day of that we're going to see a mighty move of his spirit right here in Detroit Lakes right here in your life wherever you are in your home right now just worship him just love him today we can get a little bit crazy we can get a little excited because today is the day hallelujah Jesus we worship you we magnify you hallelujah Jesus God I worship you God feels good in here today it's because my Grammy's with me it's because I got some friends in our church with me I'm excited next week my mother will be here and it'll just be so exciting to see her um, it'll be their first time visiting our church and so we'll give them a high five and a warm welcome or don't touch them at all whatever you know <laughs> coronavirus changed everything <laughs> one thing coronavirus did not change is God's spirit. The power of God that you feel today, the power of God that moves in this house, in your house, that's the same spirit. And I'm just going to go ahead and dive right into this message. I titled this one, all the others in my notes and everything. I just wrote, I am one, I am two, I am three, four, five, six, seven. I made it to the last one. And I've been talking about it for like, two or three weeks excited to preach this last message because it's different. It's so different from all the other I am statements. 
And so I titled this one, That Same Spirit. And you'll get it by the end of this message. You'll understand what I'm talking about. But God is a spirit. And that is one thing that is crucial to understanding what happens today in the message. It's crucial to understanding what happened in Acts. God is a spirit. So we're going to look at some different scriptures today. One of the scriptures I have, uh, I have never preached from before um, here at our church, New Hope, but I've, I've used these scriptures. And so John chapter 4, let me give you some context. So the statement we're going to be looking at today is, I am he, is what Jesus said. If you read the scriptures, you'll see that Jesus said, I am he. But what I found, Jesus seemed to only have said that twice, which I think is kind of interesting. I am he. Like even in, uh, in, in John, whenever he said, before Abraham was, I am. He didn't say, I am he. But here we go in John chapter 4. But an hour is coming. And is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. So look at that. There is something important. We have got to worship him in spirit and in truth. Yes, the Father wants such people to worship him. God is a spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Our spirit, we've got to be unified. Look at the day of Pentecost and what happened. They were all in one mind, in one accord. We're going to get into Acts chapter 2. But they were all in one mind, one accord. They were, they were all together praying. We have got to be one mind and one accord. Our spirits have got to be linked up. So God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming who is called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. So I don't know if you know who he's talking to right now but he's talking to the woman at the well. The woman at the well. Uh, I think he said, you, the, husband, the man that you're with right now is not your husband and you've been with multiple husbands. This is John chapter four. This is the woman that he's talking to and, and he's talking about, I, I'm gonna give you life. So listen in verse 26, this is what he told her. Jesus told her, I, the one speaking to you, am he. She said, the woman said to him, I know, in verse 25, the woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. Jesus told her, I, the one speaking to you, am he. I am he. I am the Messiah. And I got excited about that when I realized who he was talking to, the woman at the well. She wasn't perfect. She didn't have everything all lined up in a row. She wasn't, she wasn't a superstar Christian. She didn't know everything about God's word. But she did know that there was one coming. And she was talking to him. Jesus was going to be sending the comforter, making the transition from with them to within them. John chapter 15, verses 26 through 27 says, When the counselor comes, the one I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify about me. You will also testify because you have been with me from the beginning. I want to be with Jesus. 
from the beginning of my relationship until the day you put me in the ground, I want to be with him. I'm going to make mistakes. We're all going to make mistakes. But we've got to be with him every day. John chapter 16, verses 13 through 16 says, When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not, he will not speak on his own, but he will speak whatever he hears. He will also declare to you what is to come. He will glorify me because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. Everything the Father has is mine. This is why I told you that he takes from what is mine and will declare it to you. In a little while, you will no longer see me again. In a little while, you will see me. That last scripture, I read all of that just to read that last scripture. In a little while, you will no longer see me again. In a little while, you will see me. Okay, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is a spirit. The Holy Spirit that lives on the inside, the Holy Spirit that comes in and changes and transforms us and makes us new again, that's that same spirit that was in Jesus that's that same thing that was moving on the inside that, that touched people, that, that changed people's life. So Jesus makes a declaration, I am he. Oh, man, I'm so getting ahead of my notes. i got to stay on this because i got to build up to it. got to hold on. <laughs> Jesus made many declarations to his deity throughout the book of John. We've studied so many statements that Jesus made, and he was declaring his deity and here he goes again. We've examined seven statements that Jesus made, but today the statement is different because of the effect it had on the hearers of the word. Notice when we are hearers of the word, when we hear the word, there should be something that happens. They heard the voice of God speak that day. They heard the voice and it was powerful, and it did something to them. I can't tell you because i got to read the scriptures, and I'm just like, I'm telling you, I am excited about today because I believe that God has a purpose for this. That is why relationship with God can seem scary at times as you make those steps. Change is scary. No one's going to argue with me on that. Change is scary. I talked to you a little bit about it. Just a minute ago when we were talking about moving to a different building, change is scary. Something inside of me is like, I want to stay the same. I, I don't want to do anything different. I want to stay the same. I want to maintain homeostasis. I want to I maintain that level of like the same. It feels good to always be the same. We get hungry at 4 p.m. or 5 p.m. or, you know, you can't lose weight. You, you can't, you, 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 you know, I'm talking about myself. Hear it. Your body loves to stay without change. But when God comes in, when the Holy Spirit comes in and begins to change us, things, and it gets scary because you're like, whoa, I'm walking by faith and not by sight. I like my sight. It gets scary, but don't worry. God is a strong tower. The righteous run in it and can be safe. So let's begin today's I am statement. John chapter 18, 1 through 9. After Jesus had said these things, he went out with his disciples across the Kidron Valley 
where there was a garden, and he and his disciples went into it. Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place because Jesus often met there with his disciples. So Jesus, uh, messing my J's up. So Judas took a company of soldiers and some officials and the chief priests and the Pharisees and came there with lanterns, torches, and weapons. Almost sounds like they wanted to start something. Sounds like they wanted to get fanatical with what they believed. Then Jesus, knowing everything that was about to happen to him, went out and said to them, he knew everything that was about to happen to him, but walks out and says, who is it you're seeking? Who is it you're looking for? Jesus, oh, I love this guy. Oh, I love him. He's my savior. He's my king. He's my prince of peace. Uh, I have a relationship with him. Oh, and so they said, Jesus of Nazareth, they answered. And then Jesus, oh, what he said. Who are you seeking? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth, they answered. Jesus says, I am he. Judas, who betrayed him, was also standing with them. So let's just stop right there for just a moment. The statement we're looking at is, I am he. Throughout this study, we have seen the power of God evident in the works of Jesus. This time, we, only, we not only see his authority, but we see his power. Something happens when he says, I am he. When Jesus told them, I am he, they stepped back and fell to the ground. Not only do you see, we've seen Jesus' power. We've seen him heal the blind. We've seen him raise Lazarus from the dead. We've seen him do all of this. But in this statement, it's unlike any of the others. He declares without a shadow of a doubt, I am he. I am God. I am the Messiah. I am that. And they fell back. And they fell back. Just think about it for just a moment. Philippians 2.10 declares that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on the earth and those under the earth. There is power in the name of Jesus. All power is given in the name of Jesus. This was just getting started when Jesus said, I am he. You haven't seen nothing yet. You haven't seen nothing yet. This little group of people, that was nothing. He wanted to make sure that his disciples knew that he had power. And whenever he did that, I am he. I'm sure without a shadow of a doubt in their mind, they said, oh, my word, look at this. Something we've never seen like this before. We've seen the blind eyes opened. But look, the enemy comes in. And Jesus steps up and says, I am he. And they fell back. You know what that tells me when the enemy rises up, when fear rises up in my life, when I call on the name of Jesus, the enemy has to fall back. When the enemy, when we call on the name of Jesus, things begin to change. I don't know if you can tell I'm excited today. <laughs> oh, then Jesus asked him, oh, love this guy. <coughs> then Jesus asked them, who is it? You're seeking Jesus of Nazareth, 
they said. I can imagine the fear that fell over them. Like their, their words probably changed a little bit when he asked them, now who again was it that you were looking for? Without a shadow of a doubt in their mind, they knew who they were looking for. And I have a feeling that they felt like they were making a mistake. <laughs> Remember every week we've brought out how the enemy loves to accuse. With the man with blindness, they asked who sinned. The adulterous woman, with the adulterous woman, they wanted to stone her. And with the death of, death of Lazarus, the people said, this man who opened blind eyes couldn't keep his friend from dying. The enemy will take anything that it can and twist it and use it against you. The enemy will try and put you down. The enemy will try and tear you down. But your relationship with God, when you call on that name, Jesus, the enemy has to fall back. I told you, verse 8, I told you I am he. So I made a mistake. I said twice. It's three times. He, I just read it twice there and then the other one. <laughs> Jesus replied, so if you're looking for me, oh, this is another statement that I really love. <laughs> I told you I am he, Jesus replied. So if you're looking for me, let these men go. This was to fulfill the words that he had said. I have not lost one of those you have given me. He is, yes, our protector. He is our keeper. Look at that. So if it's me you're looking for, let these men go. The response of power, I told you, I am he. He didn't back down. He wasn't afraid. Jesus said, I am he. I'm the one that you're looking for. I can declare to you today that if you don't have a relationship with God, that he is the one you need to have a relationship with. He's the one that you need to cling to in this time of turmoil, in this time of craziness, in this time of we don't know what's going to happen next. We've got to cling to our relationship in him. There was authority and power all over what we see take place here. This is nothing like the other I am statements. The other I am statements that Jesus made were pretty. The other I am statements that Jesus made were, were, were great and teaching at the time. And, and I'm the good shepherd. And I am the door. Hear my voice when I call. My sheep are going to come. We've got to be listening to the voice of God. That's beautiful. I am the true vine. I, you can't have life without me. That's, but in this response, I and he, total authority came when he said that. There's nothing like this I am statement. This is Jesus preparing to make the transition from with them to within us. He had to prepare his disciples. His disciples had to see his authority. His disciples had to see the power that was associated with the name Jesus Christ. We have got to recognize the power that is associated with the name. His disciples had to know that all power was with them. He had power to set them free in that moment when he said, let these men go. 
He had that power to set them free and to back them up. Don't think that whenever you're in a trial, when things are going bad, that God isn't there. But we just need to call on him. We've got to change our mind. We get stuck in those thoughts. We get stuck in those times in our head. And we've got to call on the name of Jesus. same spirit that was in Jesus that same spirit that raised Lazarus that same spirit that opened blind eyes that same spirit that loosed addictions that same spirit that set captives free that same spirit is still declaring to let these people go and we need to call out to that name like never before that same spirit that that moved on that day and caused the enemy to fall back is the same spirit that happened on the day of Pentecost which happens to be today so as I read the account of the day of Pentecost uh, let's celebrate the birth of the church uh, because on this day the church was started over 2,000 years ago in a small upper room much like what we're doing today we're in the basement we got a small room we got a group of people that are believing there's people in your home that are believing right now and I believe that if you will have faith uh, that God will move in your home too not just like he's getting ready to move in our home <clears throat> when the day of Pentecost arrived. And this is Acts chapter 2. They were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like that of a violent rushing wind came from heaven, and it filled the whole house where they were staying. They saw tongues like flames of fire that separated and rested on each of them. When they were all, And then they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different tongues as the Spirit enabled them verse 5 now there were Jews staying in Jerusalem devout people of every nation under heaven they were devout people good people but something happened when this sound occurred a crowd came together and was confused because each one heard them speaking in his own language they were astounded and amazed saying look aren't all these who speak in Galileans how is it that each can hear them in our own language? They were all astounded and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But some, some, the enemy, some got back and said, These people are drunk. They're drunk on new wine. Now is when it gets real good. Verse 14, Peter stood up with the 11 and raised his voice and proclaimed to them. So there's some power in your voice. Think about this for a moment. When Jesus said, I am he, he spoke with authority. We need to speak with authority when the enemy comes in like a flood. I've got to speak that name with authority. Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and proclaimed to them, Fellow Jews and all you residents of Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and pay attention to my, hear my words. For these people are not drunk as you suppose, seeing it is only the third hour of the day or nine o'clock in the morning. On the contrary, this 
is what was spoken of by the prophet Joel. This is that which was spoken of. This, what we believe today, is that what happened. This, what we have happening right now, the spirit that you feel in your homes, the spirit that we feel right now, that, uh, this is that. We got to have a relationship with God that changes us, a relationship with God that moves us into a deeper place with him. So let's read what the prophet Joel said. Verse 17, and it will be in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all people. Then your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. I will even pour out my spirit on my servants. There's no person that isn't qualified for a relationship with God. I'm going to pour it out on the servants in those days. Both men and women, there ain't a person that can't have this experience. And they will prophesy. I will display wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below. Blood and fire. And cloud of smoke. We're getting to the deep stuff right here. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before that great and glorious day the Lord comes. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I'm going to stop at verse 21. I want you to think about what is just being said right here. I will display wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below. Blood and fire and cloud of smoke. I generally don't let current events sway what I say. But we all know what's taking place. We all know what's happening. And one thing I couldn't get out of my mind this morning when I woke up, last night as I watched the protests in Fargo, I heard no justice, no peace. And the only thing that could come to my mind was the reason why there is no peace is it's not because yes there was injustice that happened but it is because we are a people that have turned our backs from God we are a people that have become entitled we are a people that have become self-centered we are a people that have looked to self rather than to Jesus Christ it's not easy to say this right now I can tell you right now it's not easy to say this but the reason there is no peace is because there is no Jesus. There is no one turning their hearts back to God. We have got to turn our hearts back to him. When you get a hold of a relationship with God, I'll tell you what, it'll end racism. If you'll have a relationship with God, it'll end riots. It'll end war. If you'll turn your heart to God, it'll end depression. It'll change things in your life. It'll change your mindset. It'll change the things in your heart. I can tell you that God loves you, that he wants a relationship with you. And in verse 36, it says, Therefore all the house of Israel know with certain certainty that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When they heard this, they heard the word. They heard the word and something happened. When they heard this, they were pierced to the heart. And said Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what should we do? When they heard the word, what do I do? What must I do? 
Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For this promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, even as many as the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he testified and strongly urged them, saying, Be saved from this corrupt generation. What was going on in their day? Come on, we got a corrupt generation of our own. It's time that we are pierced in the hearts by the word of God, that we respond to what is being said. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. We have got to be devoted to one another. We have got to be devoted to our relationship with God, and we have got to be devoted to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and signs were being performed through the apostles. Now all the believers were together and held all things in common. They sold their possessions and property and distributed the proceeds to all as any had need. Every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple and broke bread from house to house. They ate their food with joyful and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Every day the Lord added to their number those who should be saved. That same spirit that was in Jesus That same spirit that changed things is still changing, is still moving, is still setting captives free, is still breaking prison doors open, is still changing my life. And I know he's still changing yours. Hallelujah. This is that New Hope Church believes and preaches and teaches that the Acts experience is still for the church today, that we need to repent, that we need to be baptized and that we need to have that same spirit inside of us so so maybe you've got a question today what must I do to be saved I've laid it out what must I do maybe you're online maybe you're in this house what must you do repent you have got to repent you've got to own up to what you've done I've had to do it. I have to do it many times. We must be baptized. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. There's no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. That name is Jesus. That same spirit that was in Jesus, I'm telling you, is living on the inside. I can feel it. I can feel it in my veins. I can feel it in my body. That that same spirit that was in Jesus uh, is living on the inside. When it comes in, it changes your heart. Uh, I would challenge you right now, if you're in your home or you're in this house right now, don't let this moment pass you by, but take and make the most of it. Uh, Go ahead and get a hold of God right now. You know what you need to do to be saved. I've laid it out. And that same spirit that was in Jesus, he 
is in your home. He is in this home. He is ready to minister to you, but you have got to respond and make an atmosphere for him. So I'm going to play a song, and I want you during this song just to begin to worship him. Maybe sing the song, lift your hands up. See, and then if you have never repented, today is the day to repent. God, I'm sorry for my sins. It's as simple as that. Mean it when you say it. Don't just say it. And then if you haven't been baptized... You need to find someone that will baptize you in Jesus' name. You need someone that will baptize you just the way that the Bible says to do it. It's important. And so I would challenge you today to make those decisions. God, I worship you right now. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. God, I pray for every home. I pray that you would begin right now to sweep across every home, every life, every mind, every heart right now, God, that your power would fall and inundate every home right now, God, that is watching or that rewatches this, God. I pray that you would move right now in Jesus' name. God, help us to get our hearts right with you in Jesus' name, God. God, I pray over this house right now, God, every single person, God. God, I pray that your spirit would begin to wash over us and would begin to move in this place right now, God. God, I worship you. I magnify you, Jesus. You're worthy. Give your voice that authority. Go ahead and lift your voice to him. That's where it comes from. That's where that change happens. They weren't silent on the day of Pentecost, but they were praying all in one mind and one accord. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, I pray you would reach out, God, to every heart right now. God, to every shape, God. God, that you would bring them in back to your fold. God, God, that you would reach the heart of the broken heart right now. That you would move in our lives, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Come on. He's calling for you. 